Belinda Myers is the plant doctor. You can check her out at the Nary Milwaukee Spring Home Improvement Show, February 16th through the 18th. And MelindaMyers.com has her calendar and lots of great tips. Melinda, it's so good to see you. Thanks for being with us. It's great to be here. A little bit better weather than the last yeah. time. I think every time I've come in the past, we've had a snowstorm. You're right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Hey, I wanted to ask you, thinking of snow, we had that really bad snow in December, and it did something I've never seen happen to my trees. The snow and ice and the weight of that particular snow and the duration of the snow took two of my birch trees, and they're in a strand of three, and they ended up bent parallel to the ground. They didn't snap off. And now they're kind of coming back, but we've had a lot of warm weather and they're not all the way back. And I'm wondering if they'll come back, if I should prune them and that will help, or are they not going to come back? You know, one of the challenges is making sure, one, they didn't break. And if they're moving back upright, the good news is they probably bet and didn't break. The younger the trees that we're trying to fix, the easier. So the bigger the diameter trunk, the more challenging. Yep. There are, If you do try to brace it up to the one good trunk standing upright, then you want to use something like um, cotton strips, strapping, similar to like a seat belt. Or one guy at the PBS Garden and X Landscape Expo said to me, I use the inner tubes from tires. Oh, Now, certified arborists can help you with those bigger trees because they have cobra cables and other yep. items, and they've done this more often. So maybe this is a key plant, then maybe you want to get a certified arborist to come in and help you write those branches, maybe make some key pruning cuts to lighten the weight, and they can help you reshape it if needed. Yeah, John, put the ladder down. <laughs> yeah. We want you back on the air tomorrow. <laughs> I'm with Melinda. If I got to get off the ground, it's pretty much not happening. <laughs> yeah. Another tree question. Why yeah, I, question? I uh, saw this story today. Our news partners at TMJ4 News put one out. So Wisconsin is fourth in the U.S. for maple syrup production. And it's a story we usually see as like a spring story. It's maybe, it's tapping season. And in Kenosha, they're tapping already. They, there's a particular place. It's Hawthorne Hollow. That's the earliest they've ever done it. Is this going to affect the syrup production is, or is this going to affect the trees long term? What are we going to see from this environmental the environmental impact of this warm winter for maple trees. You know, hopefully we don't get a really severe cold snap because the harvesting the sap right now, a lot of maple syrup, they're harvesting because now's the time to do it. The real t- problem comes in when we get really severe drop in temperatures. A few years ago, we lost a lot of apple blossoms. So all the apple orchards were suffering because the flowers need to be pollinated to form fruit. And we didn't have much fruit production because the flowers were killed. So those are ones I'm really worried about with this. So I think our maples will be fine as long as they're good and healthy. Healthy trees can come back from a lot of stress. But that's a key, keeping them healthy with the hot, dry weather we've had. And then you throw in these extreme temperatures. You know, our trees are really struggling, and they're the long-term members of our landscape we want to take care of. Yeah, well, now I've got a new worry I didn't even know about. (laughs) I'm making everybody's day today. (laughs) Melinda Myers is with us. So there's nothing we can do about the daffodils starting to poke up or other little greenery coming up through the mulch. Is there anything we should try to do about it? Or no, it's just got to take care of itself. Just let it take care of itself. We may see some damage on the leaves. Maybe some of those early blooming bulbs and perennials, the flowers may be damaged. Damage. The good news is if they're healthy plants, again, they the root system should survive. They'll send up late season growth. If the soil freezes again, throw some mulch on top, straw or marsh hay. Don't do it now because they're growing and you'll just block the sunlight and it'll be even worse. Melinda Myers is with us, the plant doctor. Check out her book, The Midwest Gardener's Handbook. I use this book all the time, and so does my wife. MelindaMyers.com is where you can find that. MelindaMyers.com. It's also got really cool pictures in it. <laughs> all right, Melinda, so Valentine's Day. Guys, Valentine's Day is <laughs> Wednesday. That's right. It's coming up on Wednesday. 
And I know we always want those cut flowers to look their best for more than just two days after Valentine's Day. Are there things we should think about? You bet. So if you're not bringing it home in a vase prepared by a professional florist, recut those stems, clean vase, clean water, use that floral preservative. The real frustrating part is so many roses are sold for Valentine's Day and two days later the necks bend over and you've spent a fortune. What you'll want to do is warm water in a sink or the tub, cut the end of the rose, lay the whole thing, flower, stem and all, in that warm water for 30 minutes. Then recut the stem, put it back in that clean vase with fresh floral preservative. You will be amazed to watch it perk up and last for a couple weeks. Really? Yes. I never heard that. It's magical. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's functionally magic. I've it never is. heard of that. That's wow. amazing. <laughs> and you're talking about the little preservative. So the little packet we get at the florist is okay to clip the corner and put that in the water? That's it, good? Exactly. That really helps. It has a lot of fungicides to help prevent some rot and some nutrients to help keep the flowers growing. So it really does make a difference. Would you rather get fresh flowers or a house plant for a gift? I'll take both. Because <laughs> <laughs> they make both together. They do. So often you'll get those fresh flowers and a pick in the house plant, so you make everybody happy. And those are some great alternatives. If you don't want to spend as much on a dozen roses on Valentine's Day, yeah. look for some alternatives. I think people are glad. Plants and flowers increase your mood. They give you happiness for over a week. You could make a lot of points for your Valentine's Well, our, our solution has been we, we got the Lego flowers instead of the... Uh, <laughs> that, that avoids the plants wilting. They, I know they've got, uh, they've got a rose one now they, this year for Valentine's Day. They so. do, and it looks little, pretty good. A little bit more expensive than, uh, than real flowers, I feel like, but uh, it's, it's another option. It's low-maintenance, long-lasting. Don't have to water it. <laughs> Although, I will say, the stems are bending. Gravity gets, uh, gets us all. <laughs> Melinda Myers is with us in the studio. I want to ask you about a couple of your things coming up at the Nary Milwaukee Spring Home Improvement Show. Understanding gardening basics to boost your gardening success. I love this. This is like an entry level, right? It is. And a a refresher course for those who have been gardening a while. You know, those terms that we hear that are often thrown around by horticulturists and garden experts, and you go, I'm afraid to ask. We're going to cover the basics. We're going to apply that so your garden grows better this year. Gardening renovations, this is on the 17th. For any size landscape, affordable and attractive solutions to enhance any garden. I love this. So if you have a small plot in the city or you have acreage, you can get something out of this. You bet. And ways to make it affordable. We're all, uh-huh. We all have a budget. Some are big, some are little. And so ways to resolve that. And after this winter, I think a lot of us are going to have some planting and renovation opportunities. So trying to help people get some creative and affordable ideas that they can use. You know, my wife's always been really good about keeping track what we have in each of our beds and where it goes. And so we kind of every year add a couple perennials. We kind of maybe take something out that didn't do so well or don't take anything out, but just kind of add And so you don't have to do it all at once. That's a great strategy. Phasing in any change is easier on you, easier on the plants. It's exciting to watch them grow and develop. What a great idea to keep a record so you know what to have and know what to look for when it comes up in the spring. A weed or something I keep, too. (laughs) On the 18th, unique ways to use containers to expand your planting space and beautify your landscape. I really like this one. Always a place for a container. And that's a great way to fill those voids, to create a nice front stunning entrance you know as you're phasing in some of those permanent plantings containers could be very affordable and it's a great way to you know those shady areas you can't grow anything put a pot of hostas or some impatience you won't harm the tree roots and you add some color and vertical interest oh that is such a good idea i'm ready for spring now i want to get out there 
Yeah, outside it feels like it's a little nerve, makes us yeah, all a little nervous. Yeah. But uh, it uh, is Melinda's going to be at the Nary Milwaukee Spring Home Improvement Show. It's February 16th through 18th at the Expo Center out there at the State Fair Park. It's a beautiful, beautiful venue. You should check it out. For more information on the Midwest Gardener's Handbook, there's a couple courses you can buy. Check out MelindaMyers.com, and her schedule is on there, Melinda Myers. Com. It's always so good to have you here, Melinda. Great. Always a pleasure. Thank you both.